sent that to you, right? It's not like a thing that everyone can see, right? He, he could have sent that to multiple people, right? But that snap got to my phone because he clicked my name. Interesting. Yeah. So, and, and that's the end of the story. So he shot a shot. <laughs> From half court. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALWPod on Instagram. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. OG Pod. OG Pod. OG Pod. I'm Mike. Uh, so I, I do want to talk to you about Polo. Yeah, I do yeah, want to ahead. talk to you about Polo. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. But before I get to Polo, I would just like to express something first. Okay. I was at the gym two weeks ago. And I was getting my stuff together. I was getting dressed. I was getting ready to leave. I was packaging all my stuff back in my little knapsack. And this guy rolled up on me. He was this light-skinned guy. He sort of... Like not as like not quite as handsome as Mo, but he sort of looked like Mo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right with like his his skin shade, um, possibly his origin. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and he probably and he looked like he probably listens to Drake. Okay. <laughs> but Don't they all. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho. Uh, so I was about to leave and he was like, hey, is this your tie? I was leaving my tie in there and it happened to be my favorite tie. I left it like in the locker. Like for work? And he saw it. Yeah, exactly. Well, how did the tie? Okay, well, because okay, I, I was getting, your clothes. I trained my clothes okay, in the okay. gym. Gotcha. I'm used to just going to the gym and just having my shit on, but I. I usually do that. But now that I started wearing different clothes, you right. know, I just started bringing my knapsack, my gym bag. You. Anywho. He's like, oh, this is your tie, right? I was like, oh, damn. Thank you very much for that, man. I was about to forget my favorite tie. And then he's just, he's like, hey, man, how, like, how often you work out? So I don't know. We, we, how do you feel so far about this interaction? Nothing um, too crazy? No. Yeah. So okay. far, it just seems like, one, he, he looked out for you. Okay. And, yeah, right. And two, I guess he was just curious. You know, maybe he thought, you know, you look good. Maybe he was like, oh, how do I, how do I get like that? What's he doing? I okay. So, all right, so, I mean, okay. So I tell him, oh, you, for me. Like three days out the week, strong is really good. I usually take some fourth day for recovery or I'm just stretching and foam rolling, whatever the case is. But, you know, I used to be in here adamant like five days a week trying to lift heavy fucking weight and eat nothing but, you know, like rabbit back and, and mashed potatoes and gravy and trying to get protein, you know what rabbit I mean? Rabbit back. <laughs> yeah, you know, like when you're just, when you're trying to get big, like that was a part of my evolution in the exercise realm. Eating those, uh, those shiffy pea meals? Uh, well, you know, he's he's better than that because, you know, he's pescatarian. So yeah. he doesn't actually even eat those whole little hens, like yeah. those French hens that yeah. people say eat when you're trying to get big. Uh-huh. Just eat brown rice, mashed potatoes and gravy and French yeah. hens. Every time he posts something on, on the gram, it's just... Vegetables, maybe some chicken, some fish, like. But no, but not even chicken. It, sh- seen, it, sh- it shouldn't him, be. Maybe him. he was meal prepping for someone else. 
Because I don't think, well, at least when he came on here, he could have changed his, his ideals by now. Maybe. Because he only Cause the ate nigga, fish. I, I hit him on Instagram and asked for the recipe. This nigga gave me the recipe for Oh, it, oh okay. I'm sorry. So, so you got the, yeah, you on the inside. <laughs> I will shut the fuck up. I've been, I've been corrected. Um, focus was the point was I getting at? Oh, yeah. So he thinks that maybe I look good. Sure. So he's asking questions about how often I'm in there. And he just starts going off in this like motivational tirade about how you got to get up, you got to do this, you get, you got to move your body, even when, you know, it's easy to go out and have drinks with your buddies and go out on the town and you still got to wake up and try to put that a thousand percent in when you get in the gym. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds fantastic, man. Like what? Don't you love when people just really <laughs> forthcoming with information like that you didn't ask them for? I, yeah. I'm like, that sounds great. Like, sure. I, I don't fucking know. And then, and then I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it can it can be real easy to just, you know, hit a little bit of that weed and just watch Netflix <laughs> to which he says, oh, yeah, where you be getting yours from? Oh, man. And, you know, I'm, I was like, nah, I'm not like a real smoker like that. I was like, so <laughs> I, I was like, dude, it's you're in Virginia. There are pop up shops all around. Like you can go to D.C. I was like, it's, it's not a long right. ride up there. Like you can find some company. And he was like, oh, no, nah, because I'm the plug. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he was like, yeah, man, just give me on Snapchat and Instagram real quick. So we, we, you know, we, we swap stuff. And again, it, you know, it was, was it forthcoming? Sure. So it, it is what it is, but it was, it was fine. It wasn't anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of pictures with like a shirt off and stuff like that. You know, like. Oh, like on Instagram and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I just thought that should be said. Yeah, uh, you know, like like shirts off with just jeans on in front of a graffiti wall. Are they are know? the jeans like low rise? Does he push them down a little bit just to get the, get the <laughs> try to get show the V or something? For, for sure, for yeah. sure. Does um, he does he hit those those poses that are that are like this, like those types of? Oh, things? like hands <laughs> over the head. Uh, no, they're mostly competition poses. Oh, okay. Like trying to show you his back, like trying to broaden his back right, out right. and get those types of What do they call those wings or something? Isn't that Probably. Yeah. yeah, sure. Um so I get a Snapchat from him like a couple of days after that. Hope it's, it wasn't him with a shirt off. Well I was assuming that it was going to be, oh, he's the plug. I've I've done Snapchat plug deals before. You right. probably host his shit on his story or something like that and shows you what he has. And so I, I I clicked it, and it was just a photo of him in his bed with his shirt off, uh, making little what was it called duck duck lips duck yeah the little like pursed lips yeah you just simply that now I'm not on Snapchat I used to be okay but from what I understand he he would have to have sent that to you, right? It's not like a thing that everyone can see, right? He he could have sent that to multiple people. Right. But that snap got to my phone because he clicked my name. Interesting. Yeah. uh, That's the end of the story. So he shot his shot. (laughs) From half court. (laughs) And and I was telling Duty, I think this may be... Outside of the, some of the gay dudes that we were going to school with that were just super flamboyant and, and really disrespectful with uh-huh. how they were going to speak to straight men uh-huh. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm, you looking good over there. Like, mm, I might have to tap that. Like, just, <laughs> you know, like saying it's like, bro, like, why are you? It's the same way that you wouldn't want like a woman being spoken to by some some nasty, creepy ass dude. Yeah. Except it's now it's a gay dude, and for some reason, sometimes gay dudes be getting passes and they be talking to straight dudes weirdly. They're just like, nah, man, like that ain't even. Oh no, it's gonna be your thing. I'm gonna turn you out, boy. Like it's like niggas, you can't <laughs> you can't talk Easy to me. Way or the you, hard you can't way. talk to me like that, bro. Like <laughs> it doesn't go that way. Like I mean, anytime I've ever been hit on by a gay guy, it's been some unprovoked physical contact. Wait a minute. Wait I mean, a minute, wait a minute. I mean, like, you know, like you little, didn't provoke it, right? Like, yeah, like said, I'm because, you know, I've been to like gay clubs, gay yeah. bars, things like that. You know, they'll just, you know, it's kind of a, a tap on the arm, you know, just to see what you'll do. That type of shit. You know, uh, nothing crazy. And what do you do when they tap you on the arm? <laughs> I mean, I look to see what the fuck just happened. <laughs> and, and then they're and looking then, at you. And then, yeah, I just keep going. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. So they, I mean, they're looking for a certain eye contact. Like yeah, when you look you know, over. Yeah. yeah. But they, they see you and they're like, oh, no, nah, he ain't the one. Yeah. See, but, that's I mean, that's respectful. Though. I mean, but I've even had. But I see the thing is, is sometimes I get a little confused because that happens, too. But I've also had men like um, I don't know if they still do it, but park in D.C., you know, they'll have a, um, they have like a, a, a gay night on like. I don't know. It used to be on Sundays years ago. Me and Antoinette, we'd go with, um, you know, some of her gay friends. And, you know, I've had, I had a guy in there one time just kind of come like, you know, Antoinette's dancing, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of like chilling. You know what I'm saying? I've had, a, I had a guy come just like sit next to me and he was like, what you doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just like, I mean, I'm just here with my friends. He was like, you having a good time? And I'm like, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm having a good time. He was like, yeah, okay. I mean, that's cool, cool, cool. You know, just, but mm, I get the sense that mm. I want to say that he he knew that I was straight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That's Or at least that's the vibe that I took see, from that's it. What, see, that's what I'm saying. Because when I told Duty this story about the guy from the gym, he was like, well, you know, Earl, you do give off a vibe sometimes. And I said, I haven't heard that I give off the vibe since I took out all my earrings that I used to have back in the day when I used to look like a pirate. And I had all these gold loops and, and I mean, and I could greens see a, and blues and I shit. Could, I could see that more so back then. I don't really, yeah. I don't know how, you know, I don't know about now. But. Yeah. Either way, yeah. So he he really did shoot his shot um, just abrasively, too. Now, I, now I'm wondering if he's actually the plug or if that was just some way to get <laughs> your contact or if information. He's the plug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nasty man. Oh man. Nasty man plug. Yeah, no, but I just thought that that was fucking hilarious because I don't like I said I don't I can't recall a time in my adulthood openly being propositioned by a man. I don't think so. Again, little flirtatious things, little like things said, but never like here I am. Right. Like I'm just gonna send this to you and see what happens. Yeah. See if you send something back. It's, or, it's out in the open. It's there. It's yeah. it's there for you. I know that's if it, you want it. That's what's wild too, because I was watching this dude today go up to some women in the gym and, you know, getting their numbers and stuff like that. Which <laughs> who knows if they gave the right number. Maybe they really liked him. Maybe they just thought he was a creep and they tried to get out of there. Hold he, on. He was you, talking you, to like two girls. I was that's what I was about to ask you. You watched a guy try to get numbers well, from two well he uh, may have women. he may have been just speaking to one and there were just two there it was just a friend there and he just okay. said fuck i'm gonna just approach both of them and speak to both of them that could have been the case okay i don't i'm not exactly sure what happened but i'm just thinking 
When you start making decisions like that, whether it be at your job or the gym, when you start going to a place that's pretty closely knit Mm -hmm. and you start shooting those shots, you're going to start seeing these people and that that net's going to get closer and closer and tighter and tighter. And your world's going to get really, really small Mm because that's how things work. Mm-hmm. There was a there's a guy at the fucking gym that 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 talks to me about. He's like one of these sauna guys. When I go in the sauna, he he's in the sauna and he likes to talk in the sauna. Mm-hmm. And he's always bringing water in there with eucalyptus and mint and some essential oils, like in a water bottle with some water, so he can pour it over the rocks and have that dispersed throughout the air. And he's asking people, "Hey, what scents you want today? Like what's it? Like he's talking to everyone. And when I go into the locker room and he's there. Every dude, I, okay, let me know, like 70% of the guys that walk through there, he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, what's going on? And he starts some sort of conversation with him. So he's talking to people constantly throughout the gym. Uh-huh. And again, your world just, you get small. You start to know people on a first name basis. Some people think you're weird. Some people are ready to have the conversation, whatever the case is. Same thing when you're trying to proposition people. Now, this guy at the gym, now, if he sees me again. You know what I mean? Like it's that—that's the type of thing that I'm talking about. Is now, it? now, now we're in the locker room, and you pop up next to me at the urinal or something like that, and we're looking at each other, swinging dicks, swinging dicks. Is it awkward for you? No, it's really not. But okay. I, but I want to know. But I wonder what it is for him. Maybe now, if he has zero shame in, in what it is he does, <laughs> then, then yeah, you just keep going out to the same places over and over, hitting on people, sending snaps. And you just keep walking around on the next day, even though they didn't send you something back. And you're just like, oh, hey, you know, and you just keep walking. I guess if you have no shame, that's the way you can do it. But that would right. be really weird for me. Right. To shoot my shot. Because the way he shot his shot, he he shoots his shot. Yeah. Like he yeah. Did, like this wasn't a one time thing. So, yeah, like this isn't a one off. So if yeah. you're just doing this all the time, that was... I would imagine the gym or whatever would get if you had shame at all. It would be a weird place to start going to, knowing that you're trying to talk to various people in there. Yeah, that was an aggressive shot. Like there was five seconds left, and you needed to make this shot to advance to the next round of the playoffs. We, we, we've we've talked we've talked about sending <laughs> photos yeah. before. Yeah, it, it just to get to that place for me, it just. But it's never come from a guy before, so that's interesting. Even, I mean. It, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a weird thing, regardless, because even if you get a photo from. A woman that fast Mm -hmm. like you guys exchange snaps and instagrams at the gym you you have all of two minutes of conversation with that person and then a day later they send you a snap and she's in bed with her titties poke you know pumped up Mm -hmm. and and poked out Mm -hmm. and squeezed up Mm -hmm. from the upside from you know fucking upside down angle or whatever the fuck is going on you you probably think so he's like damn yeah, like wow, I would, uh, that it, that happened quickly. Like wow, <laughs> that that happened quickly. What does that mean, right? Because I'm not gonna sit here and believe that I'm just so cool that she chose me. It's like no, this person does this thing probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I just thought that that was fucking. I thought that was an interesting uh, nah, moment that, for that me. That is interesting. That's all I had on that. Polo was fun though. Polo was a ton of fun. I think all you guys would have a, 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 a fucking blast watching it because you don't know anything about it. But I think the comp- the competitive spirit that all of my friends have it, it mixed and immersed with your love of sports, you would be sitting there trying to analyze it and you would you would 
one very quickly understand the game and you would be trying to analyze it and see who's better than who and who you're rooting for and all that sort of stuff. It's fun and so it's intense. Who who was the nigga out there? Uh Atluma, I believe was his name. Mm. Uh yeah, I think his name is some Atluma. There there are people from all different sorts of places. Where was this at? Where did this take place? This at? was this was in the Plains area. So what does that mean? Exit 31 going 66 West. I can tell you that. If you, you, if you get the, on, the if, town, the name of the town. There's like, not even a... Uh, it's Great Meadow Event Field. Okay. That's that's what I got. No, the Plains is the town. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, okay. the Plains is, is a town. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so you get off Exit 31 going 66 West. It's like right there. Okay. And there's just tons of land because the real nigga Prolo, like the highest level... I believe I read that they run this game on a 300, 300 by 100 yard field. 300 long. Mm. Now, you know, football is 100. So mm. that gives you like something like a point of reference to think about. 300 long. Now, you're on horses. Right. 100 wide. And you got you got this fucking ball and yeah. these rods and you're sitting there trying to smack this thing into a goal it's a coliseum yeah it's like it's like a, a mixture of fucking like soccer and in in quidditch have you ever have you riding. ever rode a horse yeah for sure oh, okay. i used to ride when i was a child oh okay when i went to camp bernie they used to have up in new jersey they used to have archery i did that my brother did riflery that's where I feel like I picked up a ton of social skills. Mm-hmm. That's why I learned how to swim, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Tetherball mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Okay. But horse, but horse riding, I horse rode for like five years in a row, like every summer. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Horses are interesting animals. They're so sentient. Like they feel you, mm. and that's something that's amazing about the the sport of polo. Is these people have to become in sync with the horse because the horse is a player as well. Yeah, I mean it's just like horse races. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All yeah. this sort of shit, whether it be horse races, they have this uh, like horse showings where just horses kind of go out and they just they just trot, they just trot and look elegant yeah. because they're to be purchased and all this sort of stuff. Uh-huh. So there, there's jumping where it's just literal. How high and elegantly can these horses these horses jump? You know, it's just like high jump. Yeah. But horses. Who comes up with this stuff? Dude, I don't know. But, I mean, it's all extremely fucking impressive. Mm-hmm. And seeing all these horses, so it's four on four. I think the games we were watching or the matches we were watching were three on three maybe. But usually three on three, four on four. This was an interesting fact. The USPA, United States Polo Association, is 37% women. So this is a game that is played with women and men. It is co-ed, is a oh. co-ed sport. And I think it's the only co-ed sport, actually. Interesting. Do they also own the, sh- the polos? They are, now, them? Now, let me get on to that. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there watching this thing, which, by the way, so beautiful. It has, like, everything that I love about summertime, which is you sit out lawn or you buy like box seats and then you go sit like right next to it. I didn't buy I didn't, I didn't have those I didn't have those I had general admission okay and I <laughs> sat out on the fucking lawn with the rest of the humble human beings okay? <laughs> those things when you get those box seats those are anywhere between like 200 400 dollars to go sit over there and set up your you know your drinks and snacks and sit down and be right on the inner rink right next to the horses I mean it's dope because I walked over there why wasn't you over there what you mean why wasn't you talking about why didn't I purchase that? 
Is that what you're asking me? Why didn't I purchase that? <laughs> no, because because the admission ticket that I got, I got that for the free. Oh, that's right. You did get that for free. I got that for the free. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. That was the perk. Exactly. I got that for the free. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna overdo it and be like, you know what, man, fuck this free admission ticket I got. I'm just gonna go ahead and buy this three hundred dollar box seat. Like it's not that serious. Gotcha. Anyway, <laughs> but you're sitting out there and it's warm out, and everyone has their fucking picnic tables and cloths and their wines and beers and sandwiches and fruits for the kids and the kids are running around there. everyone's dressed up nicely and little kids are running around and as it gets darker because there are three matches there's one gates open at 5 30 there's one at six seven and eight and the the level of intensity the the level of quality they get it gets better every match right so there are these tiers of players that you just see get better and better as the night goes on it, the, the, it starts to get darker outside, little kids running around. And for me now, it gets nostalgic because I'm thinking about being a little kid. And now this is one of the memories that they have going out to polo matches with their parents. And as mom and dad are over there drinking, hugged up on each other, we go find the other kids and play manhunt in these huge ass fields that they have out there and playing around. So one is just giving me a good feeling mm-hmm. that kids are running around having a great time and people are drunk and eating a bunch of food and then you have this fucking spectacle in front of you where if you're not, if you didn't grow up in horse riding country or you didn't grow up equestrian at all, it's fucking impressive. Mm-hmm. They're riding horses. They got a fucking, some little mallet in their hand and they're, and they're not even using the end of the mallet. They're using like the skinny part of it. So you oh. sort of like flip it. Exactly. So you can only use like the flat side Ooh. of the mallet. And so you, so okay. you, so you're using that. They have, these fucking back swings that are fucking crazy. I, I gotta YouTube this just so oh, I just get a oh, glimpse. Yeah, you gotta get a glimpse. I actually have some videos, so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna right. post a couple of those. But you, it's it's amazing. And then again, being in sync with your horse and knowing, like your horse knowing where to go, and the intensity of all these horses riding as closely together as they do. Is fucking. Does, is insane. there any any contact? Any are horses tripping over other horses? Like, does anyone fall off the horse? I, I haven't seen anyone fall off or any horses trip up, but the horses get tired, and so between chuckers, which are like quarters in a sense, you have four of them, I believe. After every chucker, the horses get sent out and they bring new horses in. Oh, because the horses get fucking exhausted running around out there like that. So I they bet. so they have to get sucked. I heard. From an equestrian rider that polos can be viewed as kind of cruel, the sort of training that horses have to go through in order to be able to play this sport is actually pretty fucking insane. Like the the sort of pivots that they have to take mm-hmm. is yeah, like the training is just rigorous on the horses. So is this like a league? Like a professional league. I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna say this was a professional league, but I think that some of these guys ride professionally. Does, but I also think that they're just like these leagues. You know, is polo on TV? I've never seen it. I don't know about polo being on. But this is the thing. Can I find it on ESPN? Probably. I don't see why not. This would. This is just one of those things that we didn't grow up knowing, but is 20 minutes down the road, right? Because we didn't grow up around these places. But it's in a beautiful fucking area. And it costs a lot of money. So you don't really know about these things unless you have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 150 For general admission? For, for an hour of lessons. If oh. you wanted to become a writer, just on average, 150 Do you know how long it takes to become good at something? 
We're talking about if I give you a basketball that costed you tops thirty dollars. Now you just walk your ass to the basketball court and you watch some videos on YouTube. You watch people play on TV and you go out there and you play right. and you become good. Mm-hmm. You can't become good at riding a horse unless you have a horse, which yeah. costs a million fucking dollars to do. Having a horse is expensive. It's very expensive. Remember we went on that hike that one time, um, the, like the very first hike. Mm. Um, okay. And it, it may, then that may have been uh, Great Falls. Yeah, Great Falls. Yeah. The one where we did like 13 miles because yeah. we were like going backwards and forwards and all that shit. Yeah. That, that guy that was over there, didn't he have horses? Had a big ass house. Had some horses over there. The guy um, that like came out and, t- and spoke to us um, like when we were parking. Oh, that, remember would, that? that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Had a big ass house and had a couple of horses. Yeah, there was a guy that the announcer was talking about. He said, Oh, yeah, and so-and-so, Tommy, uh, out there riding on horse number, whatever the fuck. He was just like, he he, he was like, this is his first year uh, playing polo. He uh, purchased a horse last year and just decided he was just going to learn how to play polo. So here we are. <laughs> and it was just a fucking dude out there running around playing polo. And it was, it was his first year playing. He just purchased a, it's just a different life. He just purchased a horse and decided, nah, I feel like learning how to play polo. Yeah, it, uh, horses... From what I, from what I've heard, they just they require a lot of upkeep, bro. It, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, there's you talking about a dog. You, that's what I'm saying. Bro. <laughs> Think about a dog yeah. in like vet bills. Yeah, you talking about a horse? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like a it's a whole different sort of world, but it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh-huh. It's so much fun. The horses are so fucking, and they're all in their own ponies too. So they're not like these huge fucking Mustangs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. They're, they're the ponies. Gotcha. Okay. There's a ton of stuff, but to be, but to get on this USPA issue for a second, how ignorant were we as niggas back in the day? <laughs> we used to be, well, no, not me, because I was never even on the Ralph Lauren wave, but yeah. <clears throat> but a lot, most of my friends were. Actually, all of my friends were. Who? I can name you want me to name RJ, no, I'm just, Mikey, I just want to know Judy, if name me. Henry. That's where it ends. Okay, because I I didn't have a ton of polo. Maybe even Tony. I think <laughs> he was getting some too. But people were on the Ralph Lauren wave because when we were going and having all those, which <clears throat> I kind of miss, but those those mall men guy days uh-huh. we were having, we'd just go out. <laughs> Probably hit FYE for some reason and not purchase any albums or purchase anything from there. But we'd step in FYE. We, you know, hits are coming back. Forever Twenty One, H and M. Like we would just pop in some of these places. We'd always get something to eat. Yeah, those those were fun times. But back then, there was always a stop at Ralph Lauren, and it was never for me. Mm-hmm. I just went in there with the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. They get a little polo here. A little, I mean, mostly polos because they wasn't buying like the big jackets or nothing that cost like rich suit. But those polos were, I remember them being they're like at 80 least bucks. eighty fucking dollars. Yeah, they're like eighty bucks for a polo. Unless did they, you go did, to, did now, they have nice little color color coordination between the main you know colorway and then just like the small little stitched guy on the horse in the top left corner? Yeah, that was cool. You might get like a nice lavender with the yellow one yeah. or some shit like that. Like that's cool. You might get the Christmas one. It was like a forest green with the red guy or the or the blue joint with the yellow guy. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, of course. Like the, like they're very very cool. Yeah, that's fine. But there's no way eighty dollars a piece. We weren't making. We was in high school, right? But people were spending eighty dollars a piece for that. 
And then, because this is the point, clowning niggas that wore USPA. Because they sold it at Rugged Warehouse. But USPA is the association. Yeah. It's not like they knew that. Or they would have or, or they would have cared. But that's the point. Like, it's like the NBA is the association. But like if I was wearing some shit that wasn't NBA, like an NBA jersey, I would have been clowned at. Nigga, but, if you came, if you walked in back then with a shirt that just said NBA on it, you would have you would have clowned too. No, no, no. But the <laughs> but the point is the point is if I had a jersey that I don't know, say some some rich celebrity sold or some rich celebrity wore, it would have been cool, right? But since that is not the case, and it's it's so if you get an NBA jersey that is an authentic NBA jersey, people gonna look at you like, hey, that's dope. Yeah, you got an authentic NBA jersey. But if it was some fallout shit that wasn't NBA certified, but somebody else, but if Kanye was wearing it first, maybe it'd be cool. But since that was never the case, if I had a jersey that wasn't from the NBA, you would get clowned for wearing that. But yet, some reason the USPA came out with clothing and people clown people for wearing that as opposed to Ralph Lauren polo. Right. Which I'm certain maybe a ton of people that are equestrian or ride equestrian do wear Ralph Lauren polo. Well, yeah, for sure. But they probably see no issue with USPA. Right. I don't know this because I haven't had these conversations, but they, it's probably not a big deal because it's a fucking United States <laughs> Polo Association. It's the actual company. But the thing about Ralph Lauren is it's marketed so highly in the fashion world. USPA is not. It's just fabric. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and Ralph Lauren is fabric in a name. So, but what I'm saying is, it's just it's a name of a fashion house. It's right. a, it's a name of a person. Hold on, was it you that I don't even know if it was on this pod? I feel like somebody with like cooked Mikey back in the day for wearing like <laughs> and like it was like a a, a basketball jersey. <laughs> It was a uh, what did what did uh, Jarrell say? Because Jarrell was the one that that roasted him up. Um, it was a it was a quarterback. It was something Campbell, Jason Campbell. Jason. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like a basketball jersey or something. Yeah, he, he had a basketball. He had, and this is just what it was at the time. I'm not being inflammatory for the sake of being inflammatory. He had a Washington Redskins. <laughs> Jason Campbell basketball <laughs> jersey. <laughs> and and yeah, it was just it just oh got yeah. Because that was when Jarrell was just like Jason Campbell for three. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Where but, do you even purchase <laughs> something like that at? <laughs> Where does one buy that? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny, dog. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I just. Oh but, man, but I would, Mikey. I would have cooked you too. <laughs> A Jason Campbell basketball jersey. Nigga, what? Come on, man. <laughs> just imagine just having like a fucking like Serena Williams football jersey. <laughs> Come on, like. Nah, that shit had to come from the from the uh, from the Georgetown South uh, flea market. That flea market, that shit had, it had to have come from there. Oh man, that's <laughs> funny as hell. Somebody was like, "We're gonna get creative." Like, yeah, that's funny as hell. Yeah, no, that's I, wild. 
I don't know. All I do know is that I feel like people should have got a break for wearing USPA. And for anyone that got made fun of from, from any of my friends, I apologize on behalf of all of them. They didn't know USPA was the actual association for polo. They didn't know that. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. But yeah, man, it was it was a great fucking time. And again, I think that you guys would have a ball being there, like really looking at it and and dissecting how competitive how competitive it is up there. Because think, the stakes are high, man. I think it's probably one of those types of things where like it's like baseball to me. Mm. Like I probably wouldn't watch it on TV, but I I wouldn't mind going in person. Oh, it's a completely different vibe. Yeah. You know, you are an avid live music listener yeah and so you know yeah sure the shit thumping in your car on a nice summer day and you don't got nothing to do maybe you headed out to go fishing somewhere and you bumping the shit in the car that's a cool vibe Mm -hmm. but it's not like that artist 30 feet in front of you with a live band Mm -hmm. cranking shit out yeah completely different experience i was just talking about unplugged the other day i think um Duty, the lady and I were having a conversation about it, and we were talking about Alicia Keys. I think Duty's been listening to Alicia Keys's Unplugged. Okay. Uh, we would started talking about Lauren Hill's Unplugged. Just certain people's Unplugged, in that we would like it from certain people. It's not it's not desired from everyone, but there are certain people where just them in li- just a live band, just the do piece. You, do you watch the the NPR Tiny Desk? Uh, I, I don't make it a thing to do it. I've seen some, okay. but no, right. I haven't seen Ushers. Uh, yeah. what? Hold on. Why did you no, say no, that no, specifically? No, 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 no. Just because th- that's the first person that came to mind that I saw that did one that I just didn't click on. But, okay, because yeah. yeah, I me and uh, me and Antoinette watched the Usher one. Okay, probably. I don't. know. This was months ago when it happened. How is his performing right now? Like, how'd you feel? Oh, about I mean, it? I he's, don't know. he's, I mean, don't get, don't. I haven't seen this nigga perform since. These are my confessions. Na, 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 na. Confessions is a great album. Um, I'm just saying. But I mean. no, he was, he was great. He was great. She definitely watched more of it than I did, from, but from what I saw, it was good. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely good. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a completely different thing in person because you get to, just like you could in, in for, at a music event, you can see someone's fucking. Fingers moving on the guitar and the fucking face moving. You can see the like the soul, mm-hmm. right? Like coming fucking yeah. out of them. Mm-hmm. Which is this? It's just it's the craziest thing. But we were talking about singers like Jennifer Hudson. I think we put Beyonce. Ad- I used to be in Adele. love with Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, there's some there's this other chick that I'm not going to remember her name, but she's another powerhouse singer that I was put on to. Beyonce. I already said Beyonce, but but no, no, it wasn't Beyonce. Um, but yeah, there's just certain people that have wild power behind their voice, mm-hmm. and I think we were just talking about Alicia Keys, like her, her unplugged album is good. It's Alicia Keys, she's good, but that she just didn't have like this richness, this depth behind her voice, and we just started coming up with a bunch of different people hmm. where if you saw them live, like a fucking Adele just blowing through the microphone like that's a completely different sort of experience but mm-hmm. yeah no yeah I'm, I'm all about going and seeing things live i think you guys again would love it i think i might try to like schedule something so okay. we can all go out and just bring all of our own stuff yeah let's let's and, be friends and, and sit out <laughs> you don't think we 
I had, you know what? It's funny. You no, know, it, it's it's great that you say that. I was having this conversation with Duty on the last pod uh-huh. about guy friends, and we've already kind of touched on it now. But yeah. just that, you know, women and then gay guys are having much better times than heterosexual men mm-hmm. out together. Mm-hmm. It's just a completely different experience. I, it probably just depends on because I mean, you were talking about, or at least you were talking about with me as far as like going to the club. That I completely understand. Yeah, but you it. It just depends on the environment. You know what I'm saying? Like if me, if me, RJ, Duty, and Mikey were to go to a football game, we would have a great time. Together. Okay, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. I meant going out to it, like in the club, in the nightlife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, did, okay. I definitely didn't mean just going out and okay. bonding over sports. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That could definitely be a thing. But I but just, I'm, if me and you were to go to, I think if we, if we went to a concert, I think we would, if, you know, depending on who it is, mm-hmm. I think we'd have a good time. Just depends on what it is. I think that we would have a good time, but we would have the least of good times. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. If you and I were women mm-hmm. or if you and I were two gay men, mm-hmm. I think that w- those two versions of ourselves would have better times than us now. We could have a good time. Mm-hmm. But, th- all right, how many things what, can what you it- do at a club or at a concert? Like, how many things can you participate in? Like let's go go through them. Are you can you have conversation with loud ass speakers? I, I suppose not. You not having no conversation. Okay, so that's X doll. Okay, so that means that what can you do? You can do drugs. You can dance next to each other. You can hold scream. on. So you you not talking at the concerts? Like you not having conversation? Like I'm not saying it's got to be some really in depth. You know. I feel like the conversation is like, hey, yo, hey, yo, you see her? Hey, yo, she, she over there getting it. She dancing. Or, hey, yo, look, look hey, man, this is a great ass con. Hey, he killed that verse. Hey, this is my favorite verse. Like, you're, you're saying these types of things. Yeah, but like, there's, you're not having a conversation. Like, but is that what concert. it's meant for? Like, no. That's- but, but, so this is why we're getting in, into the conversation of what can you do there? Mm. And so what I'm saying is what you and I are allowed to do there or what we're going to do there is listen to the music, love the music, you know, observe the people in the crowd along with us, observe the performer. That's what we're going to do. What I'm saying is that gay guys and women can do all of those things plus dance with one another. And so what I'm saying is, yeah, we can have a great time, but we're not... Keon, look. We're, we're not gonna do what? what? Tell me what we're not gonna do, because so I can no, look you in yeah, your face. No, we're not going to dance with each other. That's what I'm saying. And so, it's, but I think that so I, the, so there's they have more going for them than we do. Is what I'm I, saying. I feel what you're saying, but I feel like I feel like at a concert, you're there. You're listening to the music. You're feeling the music. You're oh. feeling the bass. Okay. I feel like I almost feel like if we're next to each other, yes, we're not dancing with each other, but maybe we're moving, we're bopping, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like that energy is 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 almost transferable. It's like it's bouncing off of each other between the both of us. Oh my god. Unless we just two whack ass niggas that are just, you know, just you Nah, know. like you can no, you can do more than just a little B-boy stance. You can do more than just a rock away, you know, the <laughs> lean back. Like you can give them a little two-step or whatever it is that you want to do. And I think that yes, in that sense, I could pick up on your energy and it's like we're both here having a good time. I think that even that is a watered down version of dancing <laughs> together. Why? Because we don't clasp hands and in 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 
But you, but you don't think. But if you didn't care about the fact that you don't want to hold your man friend's hand in your hand and look in each other's eyes, and if you, if that wasn't there, if you didn't have those worries, you don't think that that would be an increased version of this side by side, shoulder to shoulder dance you're talking about, Earl. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Which is no. why you like gay clubs in the first place is because a lot of that ego-driven male shit is like whatever male toxicity that we actually can say is a real thing, mm. that's taken out of the equation. That's taken out of the, the, that's not an element. I don't even know if I've ever thought about it that way. Oh, really? I just I just go to gay clubs because my girl goes and oh. I, go, I go with her. Oh, I but, prob- you, but you never thought as to why you enjoy it? Aside from the fact that you're there with your fiance, like, well, the thing about it, like, I'll go to gay clubs, and honestly, nine times out of ten, I'm only there because she's there. I don't, I don't have anything against gay clubs, but I don't know that I would have just stepped into one off of a whim without an invitation, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, someone says, "Hey, let's go try this out," and I'd be like, "Okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll see what's up with that." Okay, you know what I'm saying? But you but, didn't make any further observations as to why you were enjoying your time in there. Like, it just, I mean, it's good, good music, drinks, like, in, like okay, any so other club. Oh, so it's just like any other club to you. So, it, so you didn't really spot anything differently aside from the fact that it was mostly gay people inside of it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Well, I, okay. I would have thought that maybe you would have seen a lot. A, like, I'm something. not worried about the testosterone in the room when I'm in there. I'm just. <laughs> I would think that it was something that would that would come out because as because I'm observing and it's not just observing just just the people watch for the sake of people watching people watching in this level of observation I'm talking about at least at a bare minimum is about security. Uh-huh. It's about knowing that the nigga behind like to my right hasn't been looking at me for the five minutes and you know before this and is about if to punch I, me if, in my jaw. Like oh uh, okay just, okay just, okay just look just scoping like what is happening around this person got his shoes stepped on a second ago. What is <laughs> salute? Thank you. What is he about to do? Who is he looking at? Who does he blame for this? Does he blame everyone in the club? Like who's he upset about? Is he about to slap this chick because <laughs> salute parte dos? Is he about to slap? Is, is that part two? Yes. Did you say, <laughs> yes. Bless you, part two. Yes. <laughs> is is he about to? Is he about to? Slap this chick that doesn't that didn't want to give him a dance, and this chick happens to be the friend that I came here with, right? Like you have to just be able to scope these things out. But, I get that, but that's not a thing. It's not an element that it's, you even have to deal with. Yeah, at least I, not to the degree. But I, I don't know. I, I think that if I were a woman, that type of that type of stuff would would I would think about that a lot more because there those women. I feel like women are the ones that are generally they're that are more affected. By those types of situations, not stepping on a shoe, but having to worry well, you're, about. Well, you're out with a woman, so I would assume that if you're out at a at a at a club with mixed people in it, it's not a gay club, right? Uh-huh. And you go there, you would be aware, not just you know on your p's and q's, just waiting to pounce on a nigga for making the wrong move or saying the wrong thing, but just just aware that she's comfortable wherever she's at and. You know, yeah, however- I mean, I'm always aware of that. But like when I go to, when I go out with her, I'm not concerned whether a nigga is going to like try to get at her like mm-hmm. in my presence. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about from that sense of like having envy, you know, of this guy having this. Well, weird- no, 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 it's not even about envy. It's just the fact that like. I feel like we get off, we give off the energy of like, hey, we're here together. So like mm-hmm. nobody's even going to like even try that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, again, that that <laughs> that whole thing of people propositioning that person, that's okay. that's at the very bottom of my list of priorities. Okay. I'm okay. more so just talking about just how, does she feel comfortable? For what yeah. for whatever reasons, because you know, women just they, they need different things for comfort than we do. So I'm just wondering like what like do you feel comfortable where you are with whomever is around you at the moment? All yeah. that sort of stuff. Now, another it, thing you gotta understand is that I'm not going to certain places. Like I'm beyond going to 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 the spots where like I really have to keep my head on a swivel. <laughs> like I don't go to those type of spots, <laughs> gay or not. Like I'm not, I don't go to them those type of spots. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'm with I'm with you. That's why I'm that's why I'm hanging out. At the polo matches, you know what I'm saying? It's like, just, there's no risk out there. Really. Yeah, like the spots that I go to when when I do go out, because I don't go out like I well, let me, I don't go to clubs like I used to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But when I do go to places, it's not even those kind of spots where I yeah. feel like I have to be like, where I feel like, uh, you know, I, maybe I'll get into a fight. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. You know, and you know, I don't even keep like it's just yeah, not the type yeah, of energy yeah, like yeah, that I yeah, have. Yeah, like, no, I understand. I don't I understand. go to those places. No, I, I understand. No, you you definitely don't want those things. Uh, I, either way, I just I thought I'd just throw those observations out there. Um, live music is awesome. Polo's awesome. I'm certain these gay clubs are awesome. I, sure, go to one. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely would. Uh, but f- from what I've heard. I need to go with some sort of access. Like I need to go. I can't. You can't be popping up. Like you can't just be touching down without anyone that can act as a shaman and guide you through. Because if you just go it, in there, I was talking about a very specific place. Okay, there are there is a place that you can go. A place that I've spoke about multiple times mm-hmm. that you would be just fine. But the place that we were talking <clears throat> about the other day. That's a place that you don't just want to roll up to off of a whim. But that's that's weird. It is me, weird. That to me because, because why are there just these places where like what do you wh- like what is the why resistance is like that? Why is the like, resistance towards me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's that, that's a great way to put it and I would love to hear from everyone why there are certain places where if I pop up it's an issue and 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 it's not some place I mean, there's just different dynamics. Religious, where you have to be a certain type of religious person in order to get access into. Like, like we're, we're just talking about a public company. It's just the level of club, just different dynamics. There's there's spots that you can go to, gay or not, that are just, they're very friendly and, you know, but there's also spots where, like, you know, you might just want to go there with someone that's been there before. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like that out here. Hmm. Okay, I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, so yeah, so this this club's called Fireplace. Went there with my girl, some of her gay friends. It's it's a very dimly lit, hole in the wall ass place, and it just it gives a very certain it gives a, a different kind of vibe than a place like Nelly's Sports Bar, which is also a gay club, but it's very lively and a different kind of energy, mm-hmm. completely different kind of energy. Mm-hmm. So, so the first place fireplace. Am I looking over my shoulders? Like, what, like, no, like, you're not, what, like, what am I? What do I have to deal with? Like, what exactly I is think, the resistance? What's the that, pushback? I think that, I think, if you want to ask me, 
I think that the men there are a little, just a little more aggressive. It's just a little more of a hood spot. It's gay men, but it's more of a hood spot. You know what I'm saying? Men go there to to rip like, <laughs> are we fucking tonight? Nelly's is just just way more chill. It's way more chill. Way more chill. Like when I went to Fireplace, I didn't even see any women in there. There were I didn't even really see women in there. You go to Nelly's, it's a good mix of gay men and women. Yeah. You know, so all right, man. That's funny. It's just there's, there's like this man, I was just talking to Judy about this on the last time too. Like it's just not people being bored to me is so weird. It's just such a big world. And there's so many things going on. And one life is not even close to enough. Right. One life is not even... You can have a great That's time. An understatement. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm having an awesome time. I like this. My life is... This is great. This was an awesome ride for however long I get to do this. This was a very, very fucking cool experience. I can't speak for anyone else's, but this one has been very fucking cool. There's so much sexual shit going on out there. I just hear... like. I hear about like these huge, these huge sex conventions, like these huge sex parties Mm -hmm. and people go to them and it's just, it's just, it's all consensual, but it's like in this room, we have this flavor going on. (laughs) This flavor. In this room, we have this (laughs) scent, you know, coursing through the air. And in this room, we believe in this thing. And it's very, very fucking crazy. Uh It's very, it's very wild. It just trying to open up your mind to what people are okay with and 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 the things that people like porn is porn is wild like the that we've gotten into this age of like stepmoms and stepdads fucking you know the children and we're talking about porn yeah okay. but, but but what i'm saying is though but there's an appetite yeah for oh, a lot yeah. of they, things it don't even so, gotta be steps it's an appetite for incest yeah there's just an appetite for whatever there's yeah. just anything you can think about yeah like it's just it's just out there it could be complete degradation of someone just mm-hmm. throwing shit at them and spitting on them and there's no and there's almost no sex hat it's just me <laughs> just fucking spitting on you and calling you names and shit or people just getting the shit beat out of them with fucking whips and riding crops. And and there's someone on the other side of a screen just yanking their shit to that. Yeah, for sure. Like, that like, shit is great. Yeah, there's yeah, there's there's something. There's there's so much going on, man. It's crazy. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not bored in the slightest. I, look, I, go look, ahead. Because um, we're on the on the t- we're on the subject. Um, look, just came back from Miami and went to my first drag brunch. Um, yeah, explain what that exactly is. We both under, I think we understand both of the terms put together, drag and brunch, okay. but I'm just going to need you to, uh, when niggas walking out, did they have a catwalk while you was uh, eating fucking chicken and waffles? Sipping <laughs> a mimosa? Listen, or? listen, listen, listen. <laughs> did a nigga sit uh, on your lap? Li- no. <laughs> okay. No. Um, could uh, It could happen. Okay. Like, it was that type of environment, but that didn't happen to me. Okay. Um. So let me say this first. Huh. There was a huge emphasis on, you know, like the drag queens that were there, they were, you know, heavy on the thank you guys for being here. You know, clearly you all are allies. You know, we love that. Blah, blah, blah. Like there's 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 politicians out here that are trying to end drag brunches because they don't want people being, 
you know, they don't want people going to these things, seeing this type of shit. You know what hmm, I'm saying? That's yes. weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, are you? I mean, are you surprised? Where was it? Did you see this? Uh, oh, the oh, wait, this was in Miami. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You don't have to say the place, but it was in Miami. No, this was in Miami. Oh, no, I'm trying to think. I'm I not, feel like no, no, no. I'm not Miami saying. A, oh, wait. Florida's not really a Florida's liberal. Rep- Republican as shit. So okay, so maybe they don't really. But you know what? The thing about them, Miami is like its own different world. That's very true. Miami is not like the rest of Florida. It's like what I heard like the Vatican is inside of fucking Italy or whatever. Yeah. Like it's its just, own country inside yeah. of it. Yeah. Like it's an enclave, which is really fucking weird that just recently in the past 10 years or so changed its consensual age from like 13 to 18. And That's there's, weird. And there's a bunch of fucking, you know, like priests out there having sex with little boys. So right. that was like a weird thing that happened. But yes, okay, so Miami being inside of Florida is its own little it, hub. It's, yeah, it's really different. And you would like, say it was probably clearly because of the drag races, the drag brunches, much more of a progressive place than... Yeah, for sure, than for the, sure. It's way other. more diverse, you know what I'm saying? And it's way more progressive and, I guess, liberal, you could say, yeah. than the rest of Florida, you know? Because Florida's where a lot of old, rich people, which are mostly white people, Go to retire. You know what they I'm want. They want to see people stop doing drag. I, yeah. Why? But but I wonder why. Is it like it because is it really like provocative? Yes. Okay. And it's just at a brunch where anybody can go. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe now, that I has something now, to do with it. What I'm telling you about, I don't even know that this was in Florida, but it was on. It was a news article that I read. Uh, several months ago, I, I can't remember what state it was, I, so I can't tell you that it was Florida. But I do know that there are politicians out here in certain states that are, are trying to like abolish these things. But let me tell you hmm. that I went to my first drag brunch at uh, the spot called uh, Palace in uh, in in Miami, Florida. That shit was lit. It was okay. lit. So yeah, it's it's brunch. But you've got these, and I'm going to call them women. They are drag queens, but I'm just going to refer to them as women. You know, but they don't also don't have to be right. Like they could be men. You're right. They they could You're easily right. be men that just You're like right. to just dress You're right. drag. You're right. But let me. But they all had titties and ass and all that. <laughs> so like the hormones, the, the pills have been taken at this point. They all. They. It was all that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, but. I don't know. I it, it almost it's almost like I I I don't know. It's like I have an, a new respect for the for the craft. Okay, you know what I'm t- tell me about this fucking respect because I don't I don't know anything. I have a friend that has gone to many drag races. I don't know anything about this drag races. No. Well, wait. I'm sorry. That, that is a car. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what do you call them? Just drag events? What drag you... brunch. Just a drag... no, 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 no. But what? But if it's not a drag brunch, it's just a drag show. I don't know. Yeah, like what are those things called when they're just walking out? Just drag competitions, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, because they're walking catwalks and stuff like that, and they're being judged. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, no, a drag race. Is, I'm sorry, is that cars. is yes. Those are cars. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes. I, so I don't, I don't know anything so, about them. So here's the thing. You know, we're all sitting down. I, it was like a, we were we were like a group of seven, six or seven, something like that. And like the 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 first one that came out, like super comedic, like had niggas rolling. Everybody was laughing. By the way, for people that don't understand, rolling means laughing really hard. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> Continue here. Um, 
Yeah, had niggas rolling in there. Like, and I was telling Antoinette, I was like, yo, she could like she could be a straight comedian. Like, like this girl is funny as shit. Mm, how drunk Fuck. were you though? I mean, I was it, drinking. It matters. No, it, no, it, it does matter. No, it does matter, but it was she was funny. Okay. She was definitely funny. Okay. No, it is. Hey, rest in peace to Teddy Ray. Is his name correct? Yeah, Teddy Ray. Yeah, that's crazy. He right. died. But we had some people that actually called that. Which yeah, is crazy. apparently. I actually kind of saw that coming. Apparently. Anyway, yes, real comedian. Um, she could be real comedian. She's really funny. But um had nothing to do with the eight mimosas you had before she told the joke. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was like, there was like, I don't know, three or four of them that came out. They're doing like doing fucking backflips and cartwheels, you know what I'm saying? Dancing, bow jiving, just all types oh, of shit. shit. Yeah, I know. Bow, bow yeah, jiving. Yeah, I don't I know. know what that one is. Yeah, just kind of just doing their thing. Okay. And I don't know. It was just a brand new experience for me. You know what I'm saying? It's I'd never done anything like that before. And you know, a lot of the my party, there were lesbians, there were homosexual men in the party that I was with. And they, you know, they're kind of looking at me. I'm the only, well, besides my girl, uh, Antoinette, um, we're the only heterosexual couple that mm. are in this party. Mm. Um, and you know, everyone's, but she, Antoinette's a girl. Everyone's looking at me like, I, like I had more than one person kind of ask me like, Hey, you know, how you, uh, how you feeling about this? Like, what's, uh, you know, what's going through your head? Hmm. <sighs> Salute part of the today. I don't know why I'm sneezing so much. Uh, you know, just kind of asking me, like, you know, you know, what's going on? Like, are you enjoying yourself? What you think about it? Yeah. That type of shit. And I was just like, I mean, all I can really say is this is a craft that these that, you know, these women have obviously worked really hard to be really good at. That's why they're here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are in and, and the, and the thing about drag brunches is it's, it's almost like a strip club, like. They're they're not naked, but they may as well be. Like they're wearing very revealing outfits, mm-hmm. see through shit, like all types of skin is showing, like shit like that. And people are just throwing money, just throwing money. You know, they go up to you, they you know open in, the, you know, just put it right in there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did not throw any money. I I got money and I gave it to Antoinette to throw. Um, but there was guys in there just ripping open up bands, just just throwing just hundreds at a time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it was mm. yeah, it was it was it was lit, man. I, I had a great time. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had a great time. You don't have to lie. I'm glad that you had a great time at this um drag brunch. <laughs> I'm glad that you, you had a great time. You know, again, like I said, I've never seen anything like it. Um this just makes me think about MDMA, which is ecstasy. Uh-huh. Uh, because I've just been watching this fucking Michael Pollan docu-series, How to Change Your Mind on Netflix. And I just think about this, this super lit, let's all love each other, have a great time fucking feeling, like uh-huh. rave parties. Uh-huh. And I think that if you really get into these drag events, like if you get into that world, we're also just talking about like super gay clubbing out. Like you, oops, you, oops, you oops, enter oops, this oops. realm. Exactly. So I imagine that it's a really great feeling for a lot of these people 
having a ton of mimosas, eating good food. There's also just something in expressing yourself. Yeah. I I told it to G Salee and Mo when they were here with us. I do not diminish the value that this podcast has brought to me simply in terms of me expressing myself and like what I feel like that has done for me and you over the course of these last couple of years. Yeah. So I feel like just being able to go out. Damn. Last couple of years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. The last couple of years we've been doing this. Yeah, we've been doing this for a while. (laughs) Wow. Like just to hear you say last couple of years, like it's really... Wow. So I feel like having people be able to go out and wear all this, you know, revealing stuff. You know, I don't have the answers for everything, but I, I do think that I, I I certainly do have an affinity towards nakedness. Uh-huh. Me, I, like meaning I'm OK with it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm OK with other people being naked. Like, I, I don't really. And, and there are other places in the world where it's much more accepted. Yeah. So if it truly isn't some trans hate from political groups and political ideologies that want to suppress them being able to do brunches like this and hang out and all that sort of stuff. If it, if it isn't that, and it's about just anything provocative, just being out on the streets, just for people to be able to look at and see at an easy glance, that, that part would make a whole lot more sense to me if it was that way. Uh Right. Um, But, but even then, I, I think that it's about the way that we raise our children and when we adopt ideas because the body's the body. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? I, I know it gets weird when you talk about children, like what at what age should children be okay with other bodies and us be okay being around other children because we also have a bunch of creepy ass people that are preying on these other people. I didn't get to see that movie Prey yet, by the way, but I'm going to watch it. I, I figured you but, weren't but, going to watch it. But yeah. uh, but it did look really good. I did look at the trailer, okay. and it does look really, really good. It I, is good. I, I do like it being set back when however fucking yeah. long it is. Yeah, no, that 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 definitely plays a good part. But yeah, but there are people actually praying, so it, it, it does get weird. It's like, yeah, sure, you want to free the nipple, and you want to free the vagina. You want to free all these things and just let people live, but also... There are I mean, weird people out there, so it's there's a got to be some sort of balance when it comes to. Would you do a nude beach? Oh yeah, because I mean Miami is definitely a spot where people just just get naked on the beach. That matters to me none, <laughs> none. I would if there was a well, but I, it, that doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. at all in the slightest. You know what's funny is I went to. I'm gonna try to get this person on the pod too at some point in time. They'll do it. Sequoia. And oh, okay. I, I went. I was like, "Who's that?" I oh. went out for breakfast with her a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, and she asked me a very. Well, she didn't ask me a question. That was maybe what was more interesting about it is she was saying that she felt like, as she listens to the pod, she hears me speak about certain things, and it seems like there's some sort of equanimity or alignment, no matter what's going on. Externally, like there's a bunch of wild shit going on. Oh, you want me to fit? Don't worry, just, I got you. I got you. A little bit of ice. bartender. I got you. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's the bags already over there. Yeah, I am. Has anyone noticed that like we just drink on pods now? Uh, <laughs> probably. 
<laughs> Probably just be only because the content has gotten worse. <laughs> no, just no, don't just. I don't. Know. I hope not. No, I don't. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, it's a whole block. Here, break some of this block up and put it in your cup. Um, Damn. Nice. Damn. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Um, people. You have any idea? No. Uh, you lost it. Yeah, I'm. I'm more. I'm focused on the much ice. more concerned with getting ice out of the cup. Yeah. Come on, Earl. You're good at this. Bring what us is, back. Bring what us is, back. What is what is this? Bringing us back. I don't know where we're at. She asked me at breakfast <laughs> that with this equanimity and the sense of peace around all this sort of external shit that seems to happen in my life and the world, uh-huh. there seems to be, again, some sense of peace that centers all of it. Like I'm not completely fucked up by everything that happens yes less than the first time yeah sure that's good that's good um and she didn't really even have a question she just said i'm just curious like i I, I, i'm just curious and i completely understood the curiosity because i had to think about it these these are things that i feel like should be talking about should be talked about because I brought up on the podcast that my mom died, right? Yeah. And it kind of came abruptly. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> but it was, but to me, again, this was a part of that whole conversation was the more and more you do something, the easier it gets to do that thing. It doesn't really matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And for me, with this podcast, with expressing myself, the same way I feel like people should go out and be able to dance and do whatever the fuck they want to do, is I get very okay talking about things. Mm-hmm. And processing ideas, like it's just, it's a part of my life. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of my life. And I, I, I just speak to people more than most people. Right. <laughs> About truthful things that fucking matter. So I speak about things and it gets deep often. Not necessarily on purpose. But just because that's just the the fucking way that it goes. What what do you have to say? It, no, I was gonna ask. Is she enjoying the pods? She's enjoying the pods. Yeah, she's enjoying the pods. Cool. But the point is that I realized at a point it was just thing. Life was about perspective, right? And it was one of these anchors that I talk about. These anchors of ideas into your soul that just through time, through experiences, you add more weight onto them, and s- slowly but surely they become more of who you are through time, these understandings of these certain things. And for me, death is something that's very hard for people. I talk about it all the time. I think about it, you know, enough to just know that it's something that happens. We're all going. Is it not hard for you though? It all? hasn't been yet. Okay. So I'm still waiting. I'm okay. still I'm still like I'll still be, you know, I'm still open to it being a thing at a point in time. Uh-huh. I don't see it happening. It's something that I have established within myself that we come that we go that i share the moments with the people that i care about wholly holistically presently yeah you know like and so and i so i've made peace with all that stuff so when people go they like to to, i think i think it has a lot to do with the fact because you know you know you know i've i've Crazy, crazy as it sounds, I've been waiting for something like this to happen to you. You've spoken to me about this before. I've been waiting for something like this to happen to you just to see how you would process it. Yes. And I think that the two most recent deaths, 
in your family. One being your grandma was, I want to say, natural. Um, yeah. And one being your mom, natural due to the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. But I think that, I don't know, if it's something a little more tragic, mm. maybe it affects you differently. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because sure, people maybe. die all the time. Tr- and and, and tragic, if you... It's because what you're saying is being robbed of life before life should be taken is what you're saying. I could see that more as from my grandma's point of view because she was like fucking 173 years old. But but you're talking about my mom being whatever age she was. No, I'm not talking about that because your mom was your mom and we... we. So you mean it needs to be someone that's closer? Well, not even... Listen, so my cousin. Yes. The way that he went out. Yeah. Suicide. Mm-hmm. Real crazy. Very traumatic. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of shit, it just hits differently. You know what I'm saying? And death is something that I'm not going to say that I've partnered with it to your extent, mm. but um, I just feel like it's when something like that happens, where it's just kind of like maybe out of nowhere mm. and it's very traumatic, just how how it all led up to this well, moment. Well, again, you would have to it would have to be traumatic for a certain set of reasons. Yeah, like I, you and I can look at the exact same thing. And me be completely okay with it, and it traumatizes you. Uh-huh. So it like that that would depend on what it is going on, which is why when I'm having this conversation with this friend, you know, I can't give them every bit of my life that has led up to this point, all the decisions I've made, all the conversations I decided to have, all of the psychedelic experiences I decided to deeply observe within all the books that I've read, all the poems I've recited, all the poems I've written, all the paintings I've done, all the music I've written, all all these types of things, all these different avenues towards trying to figure out where the fuck I am. There's a there's a, a friend of a friend of mine right now that's trying to figure life out and I know exactly what it looks like. They're trying to figure out where they sit in the world, how they should navigate it, who they should be, who to call on for answers. And they're just going to shamans and having like random people in fucking huts telling them, oh, I'm speaking to the angels. The angels are saying this. You should do this. This person's your soulmate. You actually signed a soul contract before you came into this world with this person and this person and you. They're meant to be soulmates, but that doesn't mean that you stick together forever. It just means that you're intertwined for the remainder of your life here for however many eons that you're particles stick around because you know energy can never be created nor destroyed. So you're getting into all this ridiculous metaphysical shit that none of these people actually understand. Mm-hmm. And if you if you take someone that's vulnerable and doesn't quite, like they're, they're looking for something, they're hopeful, and they're looking for some way out. They know that there's something deeper to connect to, but they don't know exactly how to get there, where to start, who to listen to, who's worthy, who's who's trustworthy, who's a lying piece of shit. And is just using this all these buzzwords to get ahead in life and mm-hmm. sell some books or fucking podcasts or some tours out somewhere. And so, so, so you you don't know, but it is at the end of the day perception. Mm-hmm. It is going through these steps every day to try to figure out who you are and how you are to be doing these things. So I can't just bestow to you my view on things, right? 
again, I, I'm open to things happening in the future, but I can't bestow to you the level of overwhelmingly known okayness inside of my being mm-hmm. that because when you get outside of us really being the center of the universe, which we are not, not this earth and not us as the little ass organisms on the earth. Mm-hmm. We here, we enjoy ourselves. We come here, we learn some shit. We build some shit. We share some shit. We die. It continues to, it continues to happen over and over and over again. But when you just look at yourself in your impermanence and your trivialities of life, your absurdities, the minutia of the human life, as well as the beauty of it at the same time, because they can coexist. Right. The weight just sinks further and further down into your soul, further and further down. At some point, if you think about it enough and you have conversations about it enough, again, Truth is something that I deal with. I don't I don't try to stray away from conversations with myself or with other people. And when you do that, you get down to shit and like what matters and what happens if so and so decides to leave this planet in this physical form that is close to me, whoever that person is, hypothetically speaking. That is that is a decision. And this is my brain process. Again, that is that is a decision that they decided to make. They no longer wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. It is not my prerogative for them to be here. That is that that's not my choice. I still have to remain here and live and do things. And again, this is one of my biggest things as far as cogs in the wheel of perception for me. I do not condition myself to think in terms of deficit, meaning I don't have this. It would be really cool if this person was here in my life right now. It'd be really cool if I was over there instead of here. If I had like I don't it's just who is in front of me? What do I have? So I'm not. So somebody will lose someone. Right. Let's, Let's think about this. Let's say you have an estranged person in your life, a friend, family member or something like that. You guys don't really speak at all. Meaning you don't really know the updated version of that person. You don't really know them. Mm hmm. That person dies. Now you sad. They were never there to begin with. You, they weren't in your life to begin with. Like the all the moments where they weren't physically in front of you, they weren't there. You were doing something else. You had your boss in front of you or your daughter in front of you instead or a fucking spreadsheet in front of you that you had to fill out by the end of the day. You had something else going on. They weren't there. So them not being them being dead and them being alive is almost the same. Mm -hmm. Well, go ahead. I think think that when someone makes that. I, I, well, hold on, because I, I need to finish this because I just go landed ahead, on ahead, almost ahead, the ahead, same ahead, and people are going to be like, so you're saying it doesn't matter if people are alive or dead. So I need to finish that up because <laughs> people are going to think that that was a crazy way to end off. It just means that when things are not in front of you, they're not there. Mm-hmm. And so you take them for granted when they come back around. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. 
And that every moment you share with someone should be like, it's going to be your last time with them. You don't know. You want to give them that sort of attention. We don't always succeed at it, but, yeah, you, want to, I was, but <laughs> you want to try to give them your time and your attention yeah. because you don't know if they're going to be gone. Yeah. But if you think about those types of things, then again, you have the conversations that one, clear the air between you, meaning, you know, I don't hate you. So therefore, if you leave this house and you die for any reason, I know that you didn't leave here thinking there was anything wrong between us. That could have never been the case. So I don't have that weighing on me. And I've already been through the process of people come and they go. We're all we're all going to go. I don't think that I I don't I'm not so self-important where. Like if I was leaving, if I was transitioning out of this world in this physical form I'm in right now, that it would be the biggest deal. I, I we 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 come I don't know if that's gonna be any better or any worse. It could just be a rest. It could be me being reincarnated as something else for my seven hundredth life. It could be who it could be like what it was before I was born, which I don't fucking remember what that was. Right. Right? It could just be that peaceful, meaning there's nothing happening because I don't remember what that was like. Yeah. I don't have those those ideas. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't fucking know. But so that's where I'll end it on that. I'm just I'm just saying there is there is because people think about this. It's the way that we interact with death here. You don't have to just like seeing naked bodies growing up. You, like you don't have to just see clothed people. And then if you see a boob, that person's a fucking slut whore witch person mm-hmm. that needs to be, you know, burned at the stake or have been stoned to death. If you don't, if you don't grow up that way, it's just like, oh, that's a human being and that's a body right there, mm-hmm. right? That it's just the way that you grow up learning things. So it's the same exact thing over here. You could just learn about death being a natural process of life, and you wouldn't look at it as traumatically as a lot of us do here. You wouldn't have that same attachment. Mm-hmm. You would just say, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go when they go, and when they do, maybe we're gonna celebrate them, or maybe we're not. We're gonna continue on, but you would just look at it through a completely different lens. There are people that literally are like death shamans. They see people go just like you have doulas that bring people into the earth. They have people that just that bring them to sleep right? because they just look at it. Like it's not a huge fucking like, oh, my God, no. Like it's almost, they're, Either you believe in religion and they're resting and they're in a better place anyway, which mm-hmm. so I don't understand why you would be upset about that. Mm-hmm. Or... Or there's just nothing and their consciousness has been zapped and there's, there's, there's nothing. There are no remains of them, which is fine because, again, it was like before you were born. And so it's not like you're dealing with any pain or anything. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing. None of the lights are on. Like mm-hmm. nothing is happening. There's mm-hmm. no sensation whatsoever. Like there are a bunch of different things. But unless you believe in everyone going to like a hell where – for some reason, we still have like bodily sensations and are going to be burning for eternity, which I don't I don't see that be that being the case. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't I think it's a a story to incentivize people to do other things. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know if that's going to be the case unless you believe in that being the thing. I don't really see why it's it's such a bad thing as as far as the actual transitioning mm-hmm. okay i again i don't want this to come off as though people think that i'm a murderous son of a bitch like i don't, i'm not saying that i just as the, <laughs> the actual act of passing not yeah. murdering people right. i feel like i have to be very very close with my words right now because people this may be a little shaky for certain people 
because they haven't conceptualized it this way. But that's that's where I stand. Again, I'm open. We'll see what happens in the future when people continue to pass. I got you. <laughs> we'll, 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 we 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 shall see what happens. It, should, it gets it gets it gets very interesting. But perspective has always been. I've always been interested in like a transition in state of mind, mm-hmm. right? So imagine like you're sad for whatever the reason being. Like, so you're young and your parents wouldn't allow you to get the fucking new game that you wanted or something like that. And then the next day, like you go to sleep, you cry yourself to sleep. You're fucking upset. Like all your other friends are going to have this game, but you don't have this game. And so you go to sleep. You're really fucking upset. It means the world to you. You're a kid. There's nothing else that matters except for this game. You go to sleep, but you wake up. And when you wake up, there's kind of not so much as big of a deal as when you went to sleep and it's sunny out and the parents are going to take you out for Sundays and you, it, it's just, it's a good time. Maybe your friends are going to be there. It's a much better time. So at a young age, because I dealt with dumb shit like that, as we all do, for sure, I realized that you can just be different people and your whole perspective can be completely different depending upon if you have a cone of ice cream in your hand or... Or you didn't get this game system that you wanted, that you told your parents you wanted, or you fell in love for the very first time, or you got your heart broken for the very first time. All these sorts of, or you smoked weed or drank for the very first time. All these things play with these neurochemicals and make you a whole different person, make you feel so different about the world and the way that you're viewing it at the moment. And I've always been like kind of aware of that. And then more so as time went on, I'm like, wow. We can be all different sorts of like people through time. All these varying circumstances that change how we feel at any given point in time in the day, let alone like a week or a year, just the day. And so I thought, well, if that's the case, then how do I hack that? Like, There's got to be a way to build practices or build things that can change my perspective, because if. If, 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 if there's a capability of mine to be in a happy or holistic state where maybe it's, I'm not, again, joyful, like it's not that, but I'm at peace. Like I know thing, I feel okay about whatever's going on. I know that the dumb person, this thing, this, the dumb thing that this person did was just, they were working off the software they had at the moment. They were working with the information they had. They made a, ba- a terrible decision. That doesn't bother me anymore. I realize that this person said this mean or hurtful thing to me, but I also realize that they're in a hurt place that them, themselves mm-hmm. and that they don't understand the full scope of the whole situation. So they're trying to make me feel bad because misery loves company. Mm-hmm. They want me to, they want to know that I care. And the only way that they can know that I care is if they hurt me. Cause then that shows my emotional investment in them and what they have to say. Right. So you start to learn these things about people and your perspective about life changes. Right. You're like, oh, people are just people. And they're just going to make these little fuck-ups and hiccups and disasters happen. And that's just what they could do at the moment. Like, it, it just, things just sort of slowly start to spread out and just and calm down. And you can see things for what they are. But I realized that it was all perspective, though. So if you can hack that and you can figure out practices that put you in a better state of mind, then you can then you can live in heaven on earth. Like you can actually figure that out. Yeah. So this 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 is the answer somewhat of me going back to this friend that I went out to breakfast with. 
But that's really all it is. It's this, and you bring up this death thing, is it's perspective. Mm -hmm. It's something that you can hack. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, but it is something you can think about and have real inner conversation, inner dialogue about, or external dialogue with people that you trust and have actual insight into things and give a fuck about something. Like you can actually have those conversations and hack that part of your mind and and realize, oh, what? like, yeah, like you can just, you can curate the, the type of images that come into your mind and how, when, what that exhibits to you, what that divulges to you about life like you can you can actually hack into that mainframe that information and you can rewire it but it takes a lot of honesty so that's that's the kind of the point that i'm getting at when i talk about all of these sorts of things that that rattle and shake a lot of people and i completely get it it ought to i think without the necessary training Mm -hmm. i i I think that that would happen 10 times out of 10 Mm -hmm. so well, I guess I should say nine times out of ten. But yes, yeah. So that, that's my idea on that. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing, and I'm, and I'm ready. Right. And and I understand everyone grieves differently. Yeah, and I they, grieve and, different. Yeah, and and they and they process information differently. And, and again, the circumstances in which the way some tragedies happen matter. Yeah, I I, I get all of that. I don't um, know. I think for my specific situation, when I'm talking about my cousin, it just leaves a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of why, a lot of how. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So okay, you know, because it's like like to, how did you get down that like far yeah, enough down that road? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, or at least without anyone noticing, or were we just all oblivious? Well, that's why I don't ask these questions, because I think to some degree I have the answers. Like, you don't have to have the specific answers, Mm -hmm. but there are answers such as if this person did that, one, they no longer wanted to be here. Mm -hmm. Two, they probably got there from not one night. It was probably a a series of moments that got them to that point. There are mad questions that I ask about human beings all the time. Mm. Not because I have the panacea to all ailments and illnesses that can that can happen. Panacea? What does that mean? Like a, a one drop fits all, fixes all okay. type of medicine. Gotcha. So it's like... Um, you know, like you know, Pangea, like what they thought the yeah, world the was before. Yeah, so yeah. pan, pansexual, pan. So that means all. So uh-huh. panacea. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, so the thing is, um, okay. This is where my understanding of humans kind of goes. People would do things in front of me, and it's something I would I I would never do, but. When I see them be mean to someone or do, do anything that is sort of like ignoble, like be mean to someone, discourage someone for no reason, um, lie maybe for personal gain or to, again, mask, mask truth so that you can hide away in, in lies and, you know, deception and mm-hmm. remain comfortable, whatever it is, immediately with that, it, I don't, they're not a bunch of there are not a ton of questions that pop up in my mind as opposed like in terms of what are they going through? 
this is this is what I do know. I know that I don't know this the specifications of what that human being is going through. But I can tell you of quite a few things about that person. There's probably a very good chance that they do not expel a ton of energy through exercise. They probably don't stretch a ton, right? Because I'm thinking about tension within the muscles that build up and give strain and stress on the mind that you're not even thinking about because mm-hmm. it's a part of the body and people for some reason do not correlate the mind and the body still in 2022, which is the weirdest thing, right? They probably don't have super in-depth, meaningful, vulnerable, cathartic conversations with people that can do that. Right. Um, the, you know, they probably don't find themselves doing something on a daily basis that they lose themselves in. That is just so meaningful that even for like an hour to a day, they can completely lose themselves in doing this thing in a, in some sort of flow state. Right. They're like, there's a certain things that you can start to generalize kind of about people that are in certain spaces in life. Mm-hmm. Like when I start hearing people talk about how niggas ain't shit or bitches ain't shit or white people ain't shit or black people ain't shit. I, I can automatically make confirmations about these people, which is you don't hang around with enough of the other type of person that you're saying, fuck them that have broader views than what you think that this hypothetical demographic of people you're talking about actually have, right? Like I I can automatically start listing off things that I know you don't do or have in your life. If you're on Twitter and you're just talking shit about a bunch of people, there's a good chance you don't have things in your life that you are dynamically participatory. I often unfollow people on social media that, that be on that type of shit. I unfollowed somebody today and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just tired of seeing this shit from this person. Mm-hmm. Unfollow. So again, so I'm, I'm lightly speaking on your situation, but in a broader sense, it's the questions for me. No, I don't have the specifications. I'll never have them. So automatically that drops out of my list of cares because I don't deal with things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. That's one huge thing. If I can't control it, I'm not sweating going to sleep thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I'm not going to allow that to happen. I have things that I can control. I need to go figure those fucking things out, period. Um, those are difficult enough for human beings, let alone the things that you can't do anything about. That's a good point. Um, so that that's 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 one. Um, and then and then and again, the, the questions, it's a mixture of all those things. They were sad. Yes. Did they lost hope? Yes. Did they try to reach out for help? Most likely at some point in time, were we able to detect what it looked like when they did that? No, because sometimes someone reaching out isn't like what we think someone reaching out would look like. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not that. Did we did we read certain things that were obvious incorrectly or not come to this person's aid or talk about it because we felt it would be awkward for sure? All these answers, like they're mostly yeses. Like we, yeah, like everyone missed the ball or dropped the ball on various occasions all the time. Um, and, and so that that's sort of how it would be like for me. If someone, I'm thinking about a, a specific person right now. If they decided they wanted to leave, it's one, it's not my prerogative. That's not my life. They're able to do with it as they please. Some people think it's selfish. Sure, that's up for debate. 
but it's their life, though, at the end of the day. They don't need to live for anyone else. Um, that gets a little tricky when you get into children and stuff like that. Then you, you we're having a slightly different conversation. Um, but yeah, we. Th- I'm certain that it was a mix of a lot of things that took place. Yeah. Them crying out for help, us not detecting it or feeling awkward, so not ever having it. Yeah, a ton of things. Not knowing how to deal with it. Yeah, just just a, a ton of things like that. But I just, you know, but but again, that is that is the nature of life, and it's the nature of the life that we've been building for for ourselves as human beings. It's, yeah. it's yeah, I, I I get it. I do because we try to rationalize ideas. This is me speaking on a rational tangent there's also a ton of shit i don't fucking know and which is why i think it is important to be in touch with some sort of spiritual side of yourself or some you know in your emotions as well because there could be a much deeper reason and i'm certain there is as to why i respond to things the way that i do it could be because there is maybe some form of reincarnation and I've lived a few lives and I've seen this happen a few times. And I'm like, yeah, like this is kind of how life goes. But for whatever it is, along with the work and nurturing that has been put into this lifetime of mine. Age 31's looking pretty good. Age 31's looking pretty healthy. Uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, like all all this sort of stuff. Like I'm I'm looking at things pretty well. I'm keeping up with healthy practices. Um, I'm 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 not stuck in ruts and in turmoil and wondering what I could have done, what I should have done, what I should have said, and like that doesn't that doesn't happen. Right. You know, I just keep I just keep moving. And when people when people go or they decide to go. Mm then that was their decision and I, I continue to move and you know spend my time with the people that are here while they're here while I'm here and I, I just I just keep moving I, it's it's honestly something I don't really feel like can be explained perception is so tricky it's so layered it's literally what you are doing every day that makes you who you are mm-hmm. the things that you're doing every day I, I couldn't I, I can't just describe what I've been doing for the past 10 years. But it's been intense. It's been intense shit that I've been doing for for fucking 10 years. So I just, I I feel very, very peaceful with life and the way that things go. I feel very, very cool at the age of 31. Very, very cool. And I'm very excited to get to 41 and 51 and 61 and see what the fuck that guy's like. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. That's 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 what I got on there. So what have I spoken about? I'm talking about polo, death, and and, 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 and a guy, all over the place. And a guy hitting on me at the gym. <laughs> is there anything that you want to talk about? Shout out to you for all the meats, all the meats that Keon is slanging around here. The pate was really cool. Again, I learned a lot about that. That it's it is cooked, so you can just eat it. What yeah. looks like it's raw out of the package. Yeah. It's a uh, cooked beef liver. Right, but sometimes with, with things pork. added, like pork yeah, added, yeah, yeah. Um, which again I said I'm just not a big fan of because p- pigs are just not living rich that's, lives. That's like, why I brought you the beef sauces with the lamb casing. You got the la- beef. lamb casing. Okay, yes, yes, yes. yes. La- are- lamb fat. 
casing. Again, a lot of interesting herbs and stuff put inside the pate, celery powder, cardamom, nutmeg, cloves, like a lot of interesting stuff in there. Yeah, the recipes are handpicked. Mm. Yeah, it's just not some it's not just some shit a nigga googled or like it's they're handpicked. It was it was it was really really nice. Yeah. Again, I, I had that with with the shaved steak that kind of looks like bacon, but it's just real thin, so it, it cooks really easily, yeah. very quickly. Yes, it does. You got to be aware of that. Yes. The shaved steak cooks very quickly. Yes. yes, it does. But having that with some eggs, avocado, the pate, that was really good. Uh, the New York strip, which I used for a salad I told you about that had fruits and vegetables and nuts and all sorts of and a, a poppy seed dressing that went in there. That was delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get into the ribeyes. Do the it. the pastrami. Do it. But yeah, no, I mean, shout out to you. Again, you're this is insane. The <laughs> amount of fucking the all the pounds of meat that you are slaying around throwing at people yeah, right this now. Is, this is <laughs> it's crazy though. It's so much. And what's funny is I haven't been eating meat as heavily, but I am now. <laughs> and it's and it's because it's free. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it definitely does cost, but it's also something I didn't make a. It wasn't an objective. Like I didn't have to be eating a ton of meat, but along with my exercise regimen changing through life and mm-hmm. it being more about sustainability, it's a lot about <laughs> cardiovascular. It's about stretching. It is about strength, but not trying to put too much stress on all my joints and bones and things like that all with all the different evolution of that mm-hmm. yeah like a little bit of red meat here and there throwing that in some stuff and some nice you know it's there man just freeze it use it whenever you want yeah so shout out to you for that all you gotta do if you don't just tell me to stop I won't bring it if you don't want it I won't bring it I'm sorry it if I seemed if, as though I was inappreciative when you came here with the bag i just i it was a lot of stuff and you have to understand this is still weighing on me how much you're able to have it's a lot of food um the plug yes <laughs> yeah you sending any snaps to people recently with your shirt off no i'm not oh, okay yeah i don't even i'm not even on snapchat Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> is there anything important that where, where are we at? We about an hour and a half in. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Um, no, but I do want to say yes. Shout out to Catherine the Goat. <laughs> Catherine the Goat. She knows, shout out she to knows, Catherine she knows, the Goat. She knows who she is. Yes. Uh, thanks for being a listener. I really appreciate it. Well, we we really appreciate it. Yeah, I enjoy people listening to the podcast and and just talking to me about all the different elements as to why they like it. Like, oh, I love just the jokes here. Maybe this one is just really fucking deep podcast where some people have come up to me and they're just like, favorite favorite episode is when Keon cried easily. I, 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 they were just like, that was just like, and then y'all just cut the episode at the end. Like, they were like, that was the one. Like, that was the one. You know, I was thinking about that pod the other day. And still, like, like I had a slight bit of anxiety really? about, like, oh god, what do people think about that? Oh, that's funny. And then, man. and then it died off very quickly because I'm like, nigga, that pod was like 50 episodes ago. <laughs> it's over. It's done. It happened, and there's nothing you can do about it because it's funny. It, people have already. But it's, but it's again one of those moments that connects us all as yeah. humans. Like that's that's the real. That's really some people's favorite episode. Yes, for sure. 
Yeah, we've that's done crazy. 130. This would be 132, but like, bro, yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's it, yeah, man. Listen, bro. Again, just raw again, emotion. Again, I can't speak to everything that got me to being this person, but there's something I, I've just clearly just an expressive at my core. Uh-huh. I came into this world and good thing I was born in a country where there was free speech. Free speech, quote unquote, <laughs> these days is weird. Yeah. But free speech. I don't know what I would have done outside. Of it. Like I, I, I would have had to like I would have had to have stuck with one of the other domains that I one of the other disciplines that I used to try, like photography or painting or, you know, guitar. Like I would have had to stuck with one of those because. And even those would have been difficult because it would have still been my ideas, but just placed on a canvas or uh-huh. on a song or something like that. Uh-huh. So I, I, just, I have to I'm just speaking the truth. Like it, to me, it doesn't matter. So when you talk about these things, it it's so weird to me that we live in a world where the things that are truthful are like hidden. Or people don't want to talk about them. Or, like, it's really weird to me. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. When I started doing psychedelic drugs and I started stepping into these other realms where shit was just truthful, it was just like what it was. It was no longer the narrative or the layer, the filter that I put on it through all the conditioning that I had growing up as a person, right? It was just like all that shit was lifted and it was just, this is a person in front of you that's smoking crack right now. That's That's all they are. They're just a human being and they're, they're smoking crack. There's, they're not like, again, there's some nasty, evil, decrepit human that just smokes crack and they're going to steal everything from you. It was just like a human. This was in Tampa, and right? He just, yeah. And he just happens to be smoking crack or what, whatever whatever the case it is. just happens. He's just smoking crack. Could have smoked anything. Or he, and he could, today could be the last day that he smokes it. It could, it could be that. Like, I, I don't know. Most likely not. But it could be. <laughs> most but, likely but, not. But, but, but what I'm saying is... All those narratives, those stories that you tell yourself about things that have been indoctrinated into your psyche from fucking dare back in the day or your parents or whatever fucking propaganda or media that you've seen growing up, like all that shit lifts. If you didn't like black people, that shit lifts. If you didn't like, well, at least for me, if you didn't like White people, if you didn't like this type of person, that type, of, this type of person that has this idea or wears this thing or chance for this football team instead of your football team, whatever it is, all that shit lifts. It's gone. And you're just looking around at people and things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, fuck, we're all the same. Like, that's just what happens. Oh, we're all well, the same. People, a lot of people can't lift that veil. Well, that's why I said the psychedelic. It's easier when you just take a shortcut. <laughs> Some, sometimes, like that shortcut happens. But, but what I'm saying is, you because I, I want to speak to the people and just saying that it's just weird that we try to hide the things that we are. We, like you said, when we were talking to G Sally, like we all have trauma, we all have all these things going on, but we try to act like we don't. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what it is. So for me, for a long time and definitely through the podcast, definitely through the podcast, I was a lot of me before this, but definitely through the podcast. Think if it's true, I'm saying it. If it's true, I'm saying it. Because what else am I supposed to say? 
am I am I going to consciously lie mm. so that I can make people that are listening happier? Fuck that. No. It'll never happen. I will never just get on here and just say things that people like knowing that I think something completely different yeah. or I feel something completely. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Y'all can just stop listening. Yeah. I will easily take people stop listening over me just telling people what they want to hear because maybe we're in an age where saying this thing isn't cool or questioning this ideology is going against the grain. I'm not going to do those things. Like I'm just I'm just going to speak what seems to be true because I think that's the most important thing that we have. It's like literally at the base of everything. Mm-hmm. We pile a bunch of bullshit on top of it, mm-hmm. but at the base there is just a truth. Mm-hmm. There is just a series of things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And that's what I that's what I like. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about this thing, I understand and I completely appreciate and value who you are even if that is encased within anxiety about speaking about things that you feel about your family or whatever the case is. But I love that you're working through that, through this podcast and through other things in your life. I'm certain with your fiance, for me, this is all that's coming. (laughs) Like it just, it just makes sense. We're going to be here in in a blink of an eye, because I've been experiencing this recently, how just quickly days go. They just go and they go and they go. At some point, you and I are gone. And you don't get them back. At some point, we're gone. We Think about it. High school wasn't that long ago. We can think about high school. It wasn't that long ago, but guess what? It was. For you, it was like 12 years. For me, it was 11. I remember them hallways. It was... That just happened. That was just then. We were kids riding on bikes before that, having a good time. We were kids just at fucking birthday dinners or birthday parties, just eating cake, playing fucking pin the tail on the donkey before that. And before that, we were being fucking cradled in our mom's arms. You know, like that was that was we were just there. And now we 31, 32. You know what I'm saying? You got a fucking kid. We doing podcasts, talking about our feelings and shit. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff going on, but we're going to be gone at a point in time. We don't have time to be sitting around lying, talking untruths, talking about shit that doesn't matter. Like, what are we doing here? We're going to die. We might as well just fucking do what we want to do. Talk about the things that matter. We're going to die. We're done. We're we're going. We're going. We're all going. (laughs) So so we're all going. So we should just we should just be real until we're gone. Like, it, it makes no sense for me to be otherwise. I feel it. Those are my last words for the people. <laughs> Those are my last words. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I swear to God, I'm done. <laughs> Episode 132. Oh, oh. <laughs> Man, I wonder how this is going to be taken by the people. <laughs> this was this was uh, this was quite a one. This was quite an episode. Woo! Gonna lose some listeners off that one. All right, everybody. Peace. <laughs>